Hello, this is Dr. Clayton Smith, your host of Biblical Information Network, where the Word of God is presented and made relevant to your day-to-day -day experience. When I say relevant, I mean the nuts and bolts of everyday life, the choices that you make. In life, we are faced with many choices as Christians. And how do we take the word of God and make it fit our life on a daily basis? So whatever the problematic issues are, whatever the situations that you may face as a person that is made in the image of God because you are a unique person with unique circumstances. And you need to know how to take the word that you have been taught and prayerfully and hopefully that the word is sound that you have been given and bring it forth in your life. Whether it is in the community, whether it is at home, or whether it is in the church. Many of you know me and some of you do not know me. Uh, but I plan to bring this to you in a form where it is both practical and a form where it is simple. And where you can take the principles of the word of God that I teach you. And you can begin to put them into practice. So what is important? These are two things I just said. Principles and practices. Principles are the sound teachings of the faith that we learn from the word of God, whether Doctrinal points, scripture, biblical points, and then put them in, into practice in your daily life. So you need both of them. You need principles and you need practice. So what good is it to have many principles, but you don't put them into practice? And what good is it to practice something that you don't know the principles that is backing, backing your practice? You, you follow what I'm saying? So you need to know principles and practices and put it all together and how we can take the word of God and use it that we might be able to grow more in the image of Jesus Christ. So my point here is just simply to take God's revelation, take his revelation, give you some information on the revelation 
that God has given us in Scripture. And hopefully by the revelation and by the information, it will give you inspiration to walk according to his way and according to his will so that you can have a more abundant and satisfying life in Christ. You can enjoy life better, making the right choices that God has put in front of you. So Biblical Information Network will be a form to bring you to a point where you understand the word, you're able to apply the word of God in your day-to-day -day experience. Now, I'm a type of preacher that like to bring it down to earth. That brings it down to earth. And so, if you got ears to hear, pay attention that you might know and understand. So look forward to the coming episodes. The first episode will be merely an introduction of some areas that we can cover that will help your daily experience be one not only that pleases God, but helps you have a satisfying life in Christ, knowing that you are fulfilling uh, his will and his purpose. So stay prayerful. And I'll be talking to you soon. God bless. This is Dr. Clayton Smith, your host of Biblical Information Network, where the Word of God is made relevant uh, to your day-to-day -day experience. For those of you who heard the trailer episode, I, I hope that you uh, enjoyed that uh, brief uh, snapshot. I know I said on the last time that I would bring an introduction of some areas uh, that I would be covering in Biblical Information Network. However, uh, the Lord has uh, put it on my heart to take a different direction and just go straight into um, uh, the text. And I will be um, bringing you, um, at times, um, various scriptures, uh, sometimes I will bring uh, you topics of interest. And, and so I just want you to just relax and just join me for uh, a, a moment as we look at God's word, word today and bring it down to earth. Uh, to bring the principles of God's inspired 
the word. I believe that God's word is his word. I believe it is inspired um, by God. And we want to just take that word and see how God has brought it to us because the word of God is simply God speaking to us, revealing himself to us. Now, it's not everything about God that you can find in 66 books of the Bible. God is great. He's powerful. He's, he's wonderful. And you cannot condense God into one book. But only those areas that God wants to relate to us as far as redemption and as far as our walk with him that is relevant to our relationship with him as he has chosen by his sovereign will uh, to bring forth to us through his inspired word, which is authored by the Holy Spirit. Even though he used human agency, who he breathed on by his spirit, and used their personality and their writing styles, some of them with different educational levels of that day, it still is God's word. When the pen hit the parchments, that's God's word. Um, so I want to just bring it to you practical and simple um, today. I, I just want to bring to you the text uh, on today and to... Um, Keep our, keep our ears open to what God has to say to us. What is it that he has made relevant? And as I said before, uh, we want to deal with the revelation. We want to deal with a, a brief interpretation uh, of the word of God. And we want to... Uh, bring uh, application and we want to bring uh, hopefully inspiration uh, that can change your, your life uh, for the better so that you might be a more effective tool that God can use. You want to be fit for the master's use. You follow what I'm saying? And God can't use those whom he cannot mold and shape according to his own purpose and will because everybody's got a purpose. Uh, every part of God's creative order has a purpose and especially God's crowning glory of creation, which is man and woman. Follow me, please, to the text in John the fifth chapter. The gospel according to John. The fifth chapter. And it reads. Now there is in Jerusalem by the sheep gate a pool. Which is called in Hebrew Bethesda. Having five porches. And in these lay a multitude of them that were sick, blind, and lame. And 
For an angel of the Lord went down a certain season in the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then first, after troubling the water, stepped in, was made whole with whatever disease he was holding. Now, depending on your translation, and I read the latter part of verse 3 as well as verse 4, but depending on your translation, you may not have verse 4, or you may have a part of verse 3. And the reason being is because there are some textual issues um, with that particular verse. Uh, and, and so my subject today will not lean upon these verses. I read them because I know some of you have a portion or part of those verses in your Bible, but that has to do with textual criticism, and textual criticism is something that you study and that you read and examine um, manuscript evidence of all the copies of manuscripts uh, of the Bible where the most genuine and trustworthy manuscripts are used uh, to bring forth the, the, the translations that we have today. But one must have some type of command of Hebrew and Greek uh, to do that type of studying. Uh, and so I will not focus uh, uh, this presentation so much on verse, the latter part of verse 3 or um, the, the last word in verse 3 uh, uh, or the entire verse of uh, verse 4 because that is a textual issue, as I said, up into question. Um, but it's not for you and us to concern uh, with today because I want to read further on um, and look at verse 5. And a certain man, this is where the beginning of our text today, and a certain man, it could be anybody, but a certain man was there who had been 38 years in his infirmity. Now, that, now that's a long time. But some people have been down much longer than that. Amen. But he, he had this infirmity, this sickness, this weakness for 38 years. And verse 6, when Jesus saw him lying and knew that he had been a, now a long time in that condition or in that case, he says unto them, unto, unto him, do you want to be healed? That's what Jesus said to the man. Do you want to be made well? The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool. For while I am coming, another step is down before me. 
Jesus said unto him, Arise, take up thy bed, and walk. And straightway the man was made whole, and took up his bed, and walked. Now it was the Sabbath day. So the Jews said unto him that was cured, It is the Sabbath, it is not lawful for thee to take up thy bed. But he answered them, He that made me whole, the same said unto me, Take up thy bed and walk. They asked him, Who is the man that said unto thee, Take up thy bed and walk? But he that was healed knew not who it was. For Jesus had conveyed himself away, or had moved himself away, withdrew himself away, a multitude being in the place. Afterward, Jesus findeth him in the temple and said unto him, Behold, thou art made whole. Sin no more, lest a worse thing befall thee. The man went away and told the Jews that it was Jesus who made him whole. And I was reading out of the uh, NIV Bible. But what I want us to focus on is uh, the fact that a certain man was there who had been 38 years in his infirmity. Now, to bring this down to earth, and I know we have heard this passage for years. I, I know we have heard it preached and preached and preached. I preached it myself. But in order to grasp it and bring it down to earth, to your everyday experience, the first thing we think about when, you, when we read this text is that Jesus can heal. Or we think about physical healing. And it's obvious that Jesus can heal. Um, he gave sight to the blind. Deaf could hear. Even the dead would rise like Lazarus. And we know Jesus could heal. We know about his physical healing. But we don't want to get caught up on the physical and miss the spiritual lesson that Jesus is trying to bring home to you or to us uh, in this text today. Wherever Jesus went, of course, uh, the religious leaders of the day were, were, were there to try to entrap him or to find a cause or reason to shut him down. Because Jesus went about talking about the fact, uh, first he started preaching about the kingdom and then he started telling them that uh, my father and I are one and that he was the Messiah uh, to come to take away the sins of the world. And, 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 and so as he traveled along the way, 
he performed miracles. Some of them we call kingdom miracles, as he talked about the kingdom that was to come. Or preach the kingdom. And other general miracles that, and parables and all these other things. That, and one of the things that uh, the main issue here with the physical is that Jesus was trying to, authentic, was authenticating the fact that he was the Messiah. That only God could heal. And if God could heal uh, uh, physically, he definitely can heal spiritually. You follow what I'm saying? And so it was, again, to authenticate the fact that he was the Messiah. Uh, he had, he and God was one. And so notice then while he was traveling on the road, he met a man at the pool of Bethesda. I don't want to try to get into the historical significance of the pool of Bethesda, but around the pool was a lot of sick folks. Blind, lame, paralyzed, you know, couldn't walk. No matter what, whatever their condition was, uh, there has been rumored, there was this understanding that uh, this pool where springs were attached to a spring and springs would, would come in and, 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 and cause the, the water to roar. The Bible says that the first time the first person get in, as soon as the water moved, it was understand that they would get some type of relief of their ailment or their sickness or they and get healed of some type of malady or infirmity uh, that they had. But Jesus had different reasons why he went there. He, he did not, let me tell you something, God does not do things by accident. There's no such thing as uh, uh, just a coincidence. You'll follow me and I follow what I'm saying. There's no such thing as just a coincidence or luck. The father had pointed Jesus, who was submissive to the father, told him to go to a particular man who was laying on a cot or a mattress. He, he was laying there on a mattress, some if he if he got there, somebody had to bring him there. He was dependent on somebody else, and there's a lot of people today that's uh, that's dependent on somebody else to do for them. When God said you can do this for yourself, and 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 so as I said, it was not a coincidence. He was in this condition a long time. And I said, we don't want to get caught up on the healing physically because I know God can heal. We believe God, but God heals physically according to his will and according to his purpose. 
there were a lot of people around the pool of Bethesda. But when Jesus came to the pool of Bethesda, he did not say to all the people, does anybody here want to get well? Does anybody here want to see? Does anybody here want to walk? No, he didn't say that. He went to one man and focused on one man. Do you want to get healed? God could heal all of them, but that's not the way God works. It's a blessing to be healed physically. It's a blessing to get better. But everybody doesn't get better. God has a greater purpose for all things. Everybody don't get sick. Sometimes we got to climb the mountain. Sometimes we got to crawl over the mountain. Sometimes we have to deal with situations. But thank God, God has all power in his hand. Now notice, notice uh, the fact that I'm going to bring to you is unhealthy attachments in life. This man was delivered from an unhealthy attachment. You follow what I'm saying? He was unhealthy attached to his bed of affliction. So Jesus went to the man and he said, do you want to get healed? And when Jesus asks a question like that, he's not just asking the man, what's your desire? Jesus asked the man a question to get a response from him to, 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 to make sure he understood if he was really sincere and genuine that God could heal him, that Jesus could heal him if he was sincere. And so I don't want to get caught up on the physical. But behind the physical is the spiritual lesson that we're here to learn today. Is there by anybody listening today that's been laying around, that's, that's, that feel defeated psychologically, emotionally, spiritually? You've been laying, laying around spiritually, emotionally, and physically hoping that you can change for the better that you can do better, but I'm here to tell you, you can get better. You can do better. You can improve your lot in life. You just have to take Jesus at his word. And that's what the man did. Jesus said to him, do you want to be healed? And then the man says, sir, I, I have no man when there's trouble with the water. In other words, I don't have nobody to help me. I don't have nobody to take me and throw me in the water, to put me in the pool when uh, the, the water gets stirred. But Jesus wants to teach us that it is in the power of his word that what we are unable to do, God can do it. 
if we just take his word as it is. And, and, and so, says, I have no man to help me. Then he added on and said, while I am coming, another man steppeth before me. He was attached to this bed of affliction, and it is an unhealthy attachment. Anything that holds you down, anything that holds you down, controls you. But through Christ and obedience to his word, you through the power of God can control your own circumstances if you're being led by the Spirit. And I know the main one of the, the main essence of the text is that if God if God can heal physically, He can He can heal, He can save, He can redeem, He can bring life, you can, He can bring you back to the Father. If he can heal a sick body, definitely He can. He can heal a sin-sick soul. You follow me? But once you get saved and restored back to the Father and have faith in Christ, there are three things you can do to keep away from those unhealthy attachments that you have in life. Because people get up, they complain all the time. I can't do this. I, I, I'm this. I'm, I'm a victim of, of my circumstances. My, my marriage can't get no better. Uh, I, I'm, I'm depressed. Uh, I, I, I can't get a job. I don't know what to do. And, 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 and a lot of different things that people are, are just laying and hoping. And just like this man who was a pool of Bethesda. But you got to listen to what Jesus said. Huh? This man had to wait on Jesus, but Jesus is right here at the moment talking to you right now. And what is he saying to you? That he is the Messiah. That he is God in the flesh. And that he has all power to heal or to help you manage your predicaments that you face daily in this life. And here's three things that Jesus said. What did he say to the man? He says, get up, take up, and move up. When you do God's will and bid, you can't help but move up. You can't help but get better. He says, arise. And every one of these verbs is in the in, is imperative. When you look at it in the original languages, they are imperatives. That means they are commandments. This is something that you must do. If you want to get cured spiritually, psychologically, 
emotionally, if your life wants to get better day by day, you want to get closer to God, you want to improve your circumstances, you want to walk in the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, you got to do what Jesus says. He says, get up, sit up, and move up. First of all, he said, get up. Now notice what he said. Nobody has said this to this man. Everybody in their own way was helping this man, was really enabling his situation. He had a mattress. A bed that you roll up normally, you put it under your arm, and you walk with you. Go around, when you're waiting to lay down again, you put it down yourself. You open it up yourself. You lay on it yourself. And when you get tired of laying up, you want to go move forward, you get up, tie it up, put it up under your arm, and you keep on walking. But for 38 years, this man couldn't do that. Nobody asked him with the authority like Jesus. And that's why the man responded like he did. Nobody had asked him. Nobody made him feel like he could do better, improve himself. A lot of things we hear today really holds us back, makes us dependent and victims of our own circumstances, of our own past. Listen, whatever past you had, learn from it, but don't become victims of your past. God, God made you a new creature in Christ with his Holy Spirit empowered you after you got saved. He says, get up. So all you have to do is Jesus says, get up. Put yourself, plant your feet, get yourself ready to do great things in the Lord. Change your mind and your heart. Repent of your sin that, that may be plaguing you. Turn it around and focus on God. Get up and do something great for God. Don't listen to what no other man is telling you or other woman is telling you. Listen to what Jesus said. Jesus said, get up. And what did he do? He said that straightway the man was made whole. Mm, mm, mm. Whole. That means his whole mind, body, soul, and spirit was made whole. When God made us, breathing in us and made us as human beings, he gave us a mind, body, soul, and spirit. And they all must work in, harm in harmony with one another. Said immediately he was made whole. And he got, he started doing something he ain't never did in 38 years. He was able to pick up his own bed. He wasn't attached to it in an unhealthy way anymore. Huh? 
And sometimes you have to detach yourself from unhealthy things that are uh, in your life that's contrary to God's will. You have to detach it and take control of it through the power of God's word and through the power of Christ's voice. And he said, if straightway the man was made whole, he took up his bed and he walked. He got up, he took up, and he walked up. And so today, I, I want you to understand that you don't have to be attached to things in an unhealthy way. The word of God is living. The word of God is powerful. And God has given you uh, his, his Holy Spirit to enable you and to empower you to not allow the circumstances that you're worrying about to control you. Jesus said, if you allow the spirit to control you, my voice to control you, you can control your own circumstances. You don't have to depend on anybody else or anything totally but God. Get up. Take up. And walk up. Of course, Jesus had religious leaders who saw what he did on many occasions. But instead of them talking about the healing, they talked about the Sabbath. Oh, this man broke the Sabbath. Who was it that, that, that caused you to break the Sabbath? It's not lawful for you to carry your bed. And they should have been joyful over the fact that the man was able to carry his bed. They should have been joyful over the fact that this man had been doing this for 38 years. Now he's taking care of his own situation. He's controlling his own situations in the power of God. He's moving forward uh, himself. He said, who made me well? He told me, this man told me to take up my bed and walk. Then they asked him, who is he to take up your bed and walk? He said, I don't know who he was. Well, the man had withdrew himself away in the multitude. I don't know where he went. But all I know, he made me well. And Jesus met up with him again at the temple and said to him, see, you have been made well. Sin no more lest a worse thing come upon you. And that's a very powerful message that Jesus said. It reveals to us that the, whatever the paralysis or whatever the illness was that the man had, it was self-inflicted. Some type of sin in his life. Whatever he was doing may have caused him in having a situation or an accident or something else that's caused it, but he brought it on himself. Now, this is not saying that every time a person gets sick or ill, that it's because of direct sin. 
Only God knows that. But this particular individual, he said to him, sin no more or you'll be far worse. And I don't want to say to you today, audience, on Biblical Information Network is that there's a lot of things going on. There's a lot of suffering that can happen in this life that you don't, we don't need to bring on ourselves to avoid unnecessary trouble, unnecessary infirmities, unnecessary suffering. We need to heed to God's word. We need to live the life that God wants us to live and be obedient to his will uh, and to his purpose. So all he's saying to you, if we want to move away from all these unhealthy attachments in your life, improve and get better, get up, take up, and walk up in his name and see how God works in your life. This is Dr. Clayton Smith bringing it on down to earth and his revelation and application of God's word. Stay prayerful and walk in his ways.